Hello and welcome to Queer Media Pills, the podcast bringing queer media to your ears one small pill at a time. My name is Mars, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm your host. Today I really want to talk about Lil Nas X because I'm absolutely obsessed with Montero, Call Me By Your Name. It's such a good song, I'm listening to it on repeat. The song lyrics are pretty straightforward, Montero is uh, the real name of Lil Nas X. And essentially he's talking about this guy he dated for a while and he's calling him by his own name um, in reference to the film Call Me By Your Name in which like the lovers essentially call each other uh, if I, it's like if I called my partner Mars which I find pretty odd personally in the film like I never truly understood it um, I guess it's because of intimacy like it creates a certain intimacy and profoundness I just yeah, understand it but you know i find it reference and the fact that it's referencing the film in general very interesting because i love intertextuality and the way as queer people we have to create our own history and mythology because like the status quo benefits from us not having one and forgetting and being isolated so the more a queer text references other texts and makes it harder and harder to pretend we're something new the more I love it and also like within the song itself I think it makes more sense than in the original film slash book because in a way Montero is also a love song to Lil Nas X himself and how like he used to be ashamed of being queer and now he's not and he's learning to love himself by his own name but also the lyrics do refer apparently to a real hookup that he had um, this summer. I watched a genius video about it. And the music video is also so good. It's very enjoyable, even on a superficial level, because, like, it tells this fun, colorful, provocative story about, like, the singer dying, going to heaven, and then choosing to go to hell, actually, which itself is a story that reminds me of other queer stories. Like, we go back to this concept of... uh, intertextuality like Lil Nas X did in one video what Brendan Urie didn't manage to do well in three with uh, Panic at the Disco's uh, Say a Man, This is Gospel and Emperor's New Clothes. I think the song itself or maybe more the video also really reminded me of Troy Sivan's song Heaven which obviously when I was uh, a angsty Catholic guilt ridden teenager many moons ago I absolutely latched on because of this one lyric that goes if I'm losing a piece of me maybe I don't want heaven and I think there is really this uh, theme that comes back about like well as queer people we have been told consistently especially those of us who come from uh, um religious background like that we are going to hell and that our love and attraction and identity and everything is wrong and sinful my family isn't even religious but i still grew up around so many religious people you know like in school and simply society it's not about just what the parents do or what one family does if the world keeps hammering in your brain that you are wrong and going to hell it does something to you you know and this this video really goes well yeah okay so then what i'm a fun and that's that's so 
good and I don't know I'm just I, I, I'm turning a bit into a blubbering mess right now because this really means so much to me I think this uh, freeing ourselves from the guilt that comes with being queer in a majority Christian society is so heavy and it's so important to free ourselves from it and you know like I'm pagan but I still feel that Catholic guilt on me and to see like the whole twerking with Satan who is also himself in that video like absolutely iconic it's fun it's brilliant and the memes that are coming out of it are hilarious and I think it's so important to take ourselves not too seriously and embrace this light-heartedness in which this video and this song is dealing with such serious topics but it's doing it in such a funny and fun not just funny as in laughing but like fun as in enjoying and I've seen so many TikToks as well uh, of so many queer young people gathering to make jokes and uh, essentially a big F you to all this society stigma which is amazing someone even made a Montero monster sheet for Dungeons and Dragons and I'll link it here in the description because it's so good and I would love to know if you use it tell me your stories of Montero related D&D adventures and I know last time I said I will link something in the description and then I couldn't find it but this time I'm actually gonna do it I promise because it should be easier to find with this big visibility there has been also a massive backlash because we can't just have nice things um homophobic christians are absolutely outraged because they clearly misunderstand what satan is meant to be even in christianity like they seem to be under the impression it's like some video game final boss there is actually like a real person when very clearly even for most christian people i've actually talked to in real life satan is just a representation of like temptation of harming others and doing wrong it's not it's, it's not a real person who's red and with horns you know and i can't help but notice that this new wave of satanic panic hasn't been happening for so many other things that also use satan very willy-nilly like supernatural has been running for 15 years uh it just ended this year they killed god they had many rulers of hell who were very sympathetic no one blinks an eye that's that's interesting fun fact supernatural has actually been the most watched show amongst the republicans um, I have sources for that that completely blew my mind because I thought no one other than queer teenagers was actually watching Supernatural, but no, uh, apparently, wow. So yeah, it does really boil down to homophobia and racism. And I think it's especially interesting how this sentiment of like taking this history and remaking it loud and queer especially comes from black queer people like in a few episodes ago we talked about uh, the watermelon woman that was doing something similar and if you haven't listened to that you should and you should watch the film because it's so 
interesting like she was already advocating for this idea of making a new history where history was erased in like the 90s so to put that in perspective for a moment 25 years ago and on one hand it is a bit sad that this kind of conversation is still happening one big thing for me whenever i look into queer history of activism and that stuff is just how much of the conversations we're having today have been had for so long and we still really struggle to move forward with them but i do think Montero, for example, is a perfect example of this conversation getting into the spotlight, becoming mainstream and becoming something that so many more people are aware of and maybe we can do something about it, you know, of actually actively creating a new history and I think that's wonderful and I would love to hear what you think about this you can comment under this post on my Instagram and Twitter at QueerMediaPills or on my website QueerMediaPills.com. I will be back next Friday at 4pm and until then, goodbye.